Hey everyone, welcome to Behind the Register. We have a special episode because with us today is Anne Glave, the Executive Director of Fredericksburg Main Street. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, I'm very excited to be a part of this. I know it's been a long time uh, trying to schedule you, but you've been super busy. Oh yes, and we also gave out you know technology grants and COVID safety grants, so that on top of everything else, I mean, we've given out over $82,000 worth of grants to downtown businesses. Now, we had help and partnerships to help us do that, but that's phenomenal. And that's many amazing. businesses have succeeded from that. So I'm excited that we were able to do that for our downtown. I think there's just been so many positives, and I kind of want to focus the podcast on that. You know, I, I know COVID has adjusted a lot of just how we work, how we live, how people are downtown. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of good has come out from how people have adjusted business owners, um, you know, even the community supporting. Mm -hmm. So I like I would love to just dive into that. Um, this episode was brought to you by Skin Touch Therapy Spa. We are a boutique spa offering massage, skincare, and natural nail services. Located in the heart of downtown Fredericksburg and Culpeper, Virginia, Schedule online or purchase a gift certificate for someone to enjoy. Spa local. Um, but for the first question I wanted to ask, because I'm sure a lot of viewers know a little bit about Main Street, Fredericksburg, but I think a lot of people get a little bit confused because they think it's all of downtown. They think it's all of Fredericksburg. Um, can you give a, like a little summary about the nonprofit and, and also tell us about the district, which is different than all of Fredericksburg? downtown? Well, Fredericksburg Main Street is a 501c3, and we became a Main Street community um, in 2013, and that's the first time I actually met you, Brian, because you were just getting ready to open up your um, spa. So um, we actually are uh, part of a national um, Main Street uh, organization, so every two years we go through a recertification and Main Street has really the, to simplify it, it's the making downtown vibrant. I mean, that's a real simple um, thing. Um, but Main Street is one of the few organizations that deals with all of downtown. It deals with the property owners, it deals with the business owners, it deals with the government, um, it deals with the visitors and the residents. So it's that whole encompassed look. And we work we parallel a lot with the city and that we all want to vibrate downtown, but as a nonprofit, we have a lot more flexibility of things that we can do. And we, um, we just are able to do things that the city may not be able to do because of federal guidelines and things like that. So I think we work hand in hand very well with each other. But one thing about Main Street, it is a geographic bound um, district. So, and that ties in with the amount of historic properties are located within a specific area. So we basically go from the train station to the library on Caroline Street and from the river to Hurricane Park. That's kind of our, you know, district that we do. So some businesses can partner with us um, for certain things, but it's, if money is tied into a state program, sometimes we're a little limited. But it's one of the, it was an organization I wish that was here when I had my retail store because it really looks and gathers information and acts as an advocate for your downtown businesses and the property owners, which we didn't have. Well, gosh, I had my store, my son is 16. So over 18 years ago, 
um, there wasn't even anything like this downtown. So I really wish it was here. It was there. You know, we had this service back then. Give us a little history about the store, um, what you sold, because your your background obviously helped you know what the, the store owners are going through. And because of your history of Fredericksburg, you, you already know the landscape, you know the landlords and the community. So that really, I think, is such a benefit for Main Street to have that. You're not just an executive director with like, you know, uh, nonprofit background, although you had, you know, you've gotten that education and, um, but you, you have like, you know, the, the ground floor work, you know, of, <laughs> of knowing retail, uh, which is well, very feel, different, you know? I feel like I know retail firsthand because um, some of the basics are still there. You know, the, the website was just coming aboard when I was in the process of closing my shop, but we had a shop downtown, um, at 1011 Caroline Street that was called Glave and Company. You know, wonder where that name came from. <laughs> and it was handcrafted jewelry and crafts made in the United States. So we were very uh, customer service oriented. Um, and we had our location in Ashland, Virginia uh, prior to me opening in Fredericksburg. And then we were the uh, accessory buyer for a shop called NYFO, which was a big clothing um, company, they had seven locations in Virginia. So we also did that. And we bought differently for them. They're more um, fashion oriented and costume jewelry and, you know, scars and things like that. When we kept really true to handmade in the United States at the shop. So we did that for over six years. And then I went into pop-ups before I even knew pop-up was a thing. <laughs> We we went lo um, did several locations downtown and did a miniature store for like three or four days and it was quite successful. So we did that for about two years after we closed the shop. Um, and I, the shop was closed because I had just become a new mom. Um, Grayson's dad had taken a position um, a little further away up in Northern Virginia, and our lease was coming up, and he was kind of pressuring me to, to maybe step back a little bit and. <laughs> You know, I had Grayson very late in life. Um, so these, the ladies that are saying they, you know, they're too old at 30. Well, I was much older than that when I had, I had Grayson, but I knew I couldn't get this younger, you know, when he was little, I would never get that time back with him. And I probably would not have another child at that age, um, <laughs> but I could always open another store. So it was kind of like, I wanted to spend um, his younger years with him. Right. Um, and then, because I, I always, I've always loved retail. I knew it would be there, but it was easier to recreate that than get back the time with him. So it was a conscious, it was a personal decision um, based on family more than anything else to do that. I think it's really interesting because a common theme that's come up in a lot of these podcasts of people deciding to do a small business was A, to have flexibility, but there's a, a work-life balance that a lot of people have decided um, why they wanted to go into a small business or, you know, to give them some flexibility or that time with uh, their kids. So it's a common thing back then and probably still now, uh, which mm -hmm. is very current. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. And, and you knew about Main Street and you applied to be executive director. You've, you've been the only one since. There hasn't been another executive director. What made you say this is what you wanted? 
Well, I was um, working at that time in a part-time position as executive director for the Montpelier Center for Arts and Education. And I was going through a divorce and knew that I had to find something full-time. And I was on the Ashland Main Street board and in a conversation, um, Ashland and Fredericksburg both got their designation at the same time. They were the first two communities in 2013. I just asked if they had an executive director in Fredericksburg and Tom Wolf, who was the executive director of that time in Ashland said no. And I went, well, let me see. I may throw my hat in the ring. So the very last day of the uh, accepting applications, I threw my hat in the ring. And I'm really glad I did because I kind of feel my background kind of led me to this position because prior to opening the retail shop, I was a realtor for um, like 12 years in Massachusetts and I had worked with Century 21. I was a Remax broker. Um, so I feel like I understand property values and how to handle property owners and things like that. And then um, got into the retail world through having my own business and then got into the nonprofit world when I went to work for the Montpelier Center for Arts and Education. And that is a whole different ball of wax from running right, your own right. business to working for you know a board-driven organization and a nonprofit. So I, I went back to school uh, <laughs> uh, both to get um, understanding of university of um, understanding of nonprofits. I went to University of Rich, Richmond's uh, programs, but I also decided to go back and get my MBA. So um, nothing like being a single mom and going back to school, uh, you know, and finishing that in two years, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was really kind of, I was one of the oldest students there, but there was about 10 of us that were, you know, in our forties, it was a good, you know, I'm always constantly love to know what's happening around me when it comes to business, you know. You know, education, I think, is really important to be on top of things. Right. Me too. I think at this time, too, even after COVID, it just makes me curious more, you know, mm -hmm. and I think talking to other business owners, like, scratches my itch for that curiosity. Thing. And I and I like that because every, <laughs> every day is definitely different um, and I'm handling different situations. And sometimes it's just listening to a business owner and sometimes it's getting them to a resource they didn't know that existed. Um, and I... I'm here to help. I mean, that's what Main Street is. We want everybody to be successful. So what's our best way of doing that? And I also like the fact that we have a national organization and a state organization that I can pose a question to and get comments and feedbacks to see how other communities are handling different things. And um, because it's hard to do it when you're all by yourself. I mean, it's great having that collaborative and talking to with with others just to bounce ideas off and see what they're dealing with. So I think it's a huge resource for us. Um, yeah, having a main street that's not just isolated, you're connecting it with other communities locally in Virginia, as well as nationally to then pull the best out of the best, you know, best ideas, yeah. best practices, which is really kind of cool. If we were not a main street community, we would not have been able to apply for that $25,000 grant we just got for the bike racks and the benches and the trash cans and the planters. I mean, so we have um, advantages that we would not have if we were not a main street. I mean, and you took advantage of another program that we have that a lot of people don't know about, but we have that free facade design, you know, for the outside of the building. Do you remember that? that yeah, that was that? like one of the first things that Main Street really assisted me with, which was wonderful. Um, yeah, so um, that's a great, I mean, that's a 
contract with on a state level and it's a free service where they can come. Fraser Associates Al Stanton can do a, like a facade markup, kind of like a blueprint of what you want your outside to look like. And I, we've had, we average about two to three businesses a year that take advantage. But I think you were one of the first ones, Brian, that actually did that. It was great because it gave me some direction and it's, it's all for historic preservation. So Correct. you're keeping the elements that, you know, are historic and that you aren't just going to, you know, take down something that's really significant for the building. Uh, but for me, it gave me color choices, um, you know, even how they just mocked up my window. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I could just do that. And the layout looked really well. So it, it really gave me a lot of guidelines, which is nice because as a business owner, you're thinking about so many things and here's someone handing something to you that then you can take and execute um, mm -hmm. which is it's such a great and, service and you didn't have to right, well that. and it's free I mean I can't yeah. imagine that would have cost probably a couple thousand dollars to talk to an architect or a designer to kind of do to do that um, right. and again it, everything we try to do kind of ties into the historic preservation of what downtown is about you know it's that's what makes our downtown kind of unique I think right People want to see the buildings, yeah. people want bike paths, they want planters, but they want vibrant businesses um, that are creative and um, and have, I think our, our main street's really quite diverse with having mm -hmm. a lot of large selection of different uh, types of businesses. But not even that, we have, if you just think of uh, women's fashion retail, I think that's exploded, you know, and not just having yes. one store, you know, I think there's over five or six or seven, you know, I think it's even higher than that. I think it's closer to 10. Um, when you right. add, you know, and it's amazing, even they are working together as a collaborative and did that fashion crawl, which I think is huge. And people are discovering other shops downtown, they may have known. And it's just every, you know, everybody does better if you work together. I mean, that was just really huge to see um, I, I believe all of our downtown businesses are women owned for the fashion show and they all work together and it was really very successful. So that's what I, that I do think is kind of unique for downtown is that we do work together. We all understand that there's a bigger picture to, to doing that. So we're, we're just this, we're recording right after small business Saturday. Um, and Thanksgiving. So what did you see, you know, um, stores were doing? Did you think it was pretty healthy and vibrant? Did you feel like people came out and supported? What was your experience that you saw? I think it did exactly what we were hoping it would do. I mean, Small Business Saturday, because of COVID, was planned a little differently this year. People did seem to spread it out. I mean, I heard the sales were strong Friday, Saturday, and I've heard Sunday was phenomenal. Now, Great weather also helps, but it was great to see that people are supporting our downtown businesses, whether they're shopping or dining. Um, this year, you know, we didn't give out bags or do coffee or pastries because of COVID, but we did, um, which came from an idea from a downtown business owner I was talking to. We, we created this stroll event so you could you know, walk around downtown. We had 64 businesses that participating. You spent some money and they stamped it. And, you know, every five, you get another opportunity to win more downtown gift cards. And I think that's been very well received because people are realizing um, they're discovering new businesses they may not have known. And they're just having fun to see everything that's around because it was shopping. And um, we also had 
restaurants on there, coffee shops on there. So it was really good. Um, I think there's a few, you know, spas on there. It was just a really good exposure to kind of spread it out because, you know, we've got to have a really strong fourth quarter. Um, and everything I've heard has been really positive from the businesses I've talked to. And what I'm seeing on Facebook is um, people came out in support. And I'm hearing that, you know, people were very safety conscious and people were wearing masks. And um, I'm really proud of what this community has done uh, during this kind of unprecedented year that we're having, that we had a strong support for, you know, supporting local. And I think this is the year that many people are supporting local or they're also buying online, but they're buying online for our locals, yeah. you know, which is really uh, exciting to see that whole effort take off. And I think our technology grant kind of helps some of our businesses maybe take the step that they didn't want to take. Uh, now they're doing it because we're, yeah. there's still a group of people who may, who aren't comfortable walking into a store, um, but they do want to support the store. So they go online and order or in, you know, curbside delivery. I mean, or, you know, it's, or it's mailed to them. I mean, the fact that our businesses are creating other avenues for you to shop and to get their service, I think is really wonderful to see that. We had a strong weekend, but our Cyber Monday was really strong. Just, and we, we launched our online, um, you know, store this year with the help of the grant too, to get some equipment from Main Street as well. So I'm a beneficiary of, of <laughs> grants. Um, but it, it, it was amazing. And I think that's just how people shop. It's a little bit easier, you know, they could shop at home or preview. Um, but I see that there's that momentum there. And it is true, you know, it's, I think it's interesting because when back way back when I think opening up a business was just opening up a store uh -huh. you know? and now it is multi-dimensional you have to do social media you have to have an online store you have to do community events or you know there's a lot of that but it, it's it now that just all rolls into small business owner you know it does a little and bit. I think that's important and I think um many of our businesses did do cyber monday sales yeah uh, in their online shop and I and the few that I have checked have sold out or have, have been extremely successful. And I think that's important because, you know, people are comfortable with that, but it shows that our downtown businesses can really um, pivot. And I really hate the use of that overuse of that word this year. I know, but everyone's <laughs> done it. <laughs> but they really are being creative to address, you know, everybody's needs and, and, and keeping those sales coming in. So the fact that they're able to handle the challenge and rise to it and maybe do something that's a little uncomfortable for them, um, I think it's paying off in the long run. And it's exciting to see them, you know, where they may have been dragging their feet to get there. Um, COVID has kind of forced them into it quickly and they're doing well with it. So that's one of the, probably the, a good thing that has come out of COVID. You know, it's, it's forced people to, to kind of um, be a little more proactive than they've been in the past um, or maybe a little slower about implementing certain things. So I think it's really, there's been some very creative things coming out of it, so. Tell us about some of the like 
fun, creative things that you've seen? Because I, I mean, as, as a business owner, I love seeing what other businesses are doing, but I've been like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And I think that's great. And it's great for them. Or uh, it just, I think there was a lot of good things that came out, you know, although, you know, COVID was, it's just really difficult, but I think it, it gave some of the business owners a little break to kind of rethink, right? I think mm -hmm. a lot of them came to the core of their business to strengthen that. But right. then on top of that, they came out with some really creative solutions. Um, are there a few that just come to the top of your head that you, you were like, kind of like, wow, that was just excellent um, that came out of that? I don't know if there's anything that's that stands out because there are, there's many that are very good. I'm afraid if I leave somebody out, somebody's going somebody's to be fussing at me shortly. But I mean, what I have been impressed with has been the collaboration that has come out that may not have existed before. And I'm kind of, you know, we're getting ready to launch the Scan and Love program, which is a QR code. And then it takes you to a video of the business owners. And that came from a conversation, you know, with, um, April Peterson, our board president, and I, and then two local businesses, um, you know, Metro Nova Creative and um, Ignite Cinemas, about who would have thought QR codes would be coming back? I mean, they were going away. <laughs> and I now talked to they're Dan like, and we actually, I talked to Dan and we talked about that. About so he's that. actually in the episode before you, but. Um. <laughs> but it's just, I mean, they're back. I mean, if you don't have a QR code, you're really behind right now. So. Um, I'm really excited that, you know, this kind of is activating the storefronts is kind of what we're talking is telling that story where somebody may not be familiar, say with skin touch therapy, but wants to know a little bit more before they venture it in or they're uncomfortable because of COVID or they feel obligated to buy if they have to make an appointment. So it gives a little more leeway or the store may be closed if they're walking downtown after hours. So I'm kind of excited that we have that. And now that's, and that came out of something that that would not existed if COVID had happened. I honestly believe that. Do you find that when these ideas kind of bubble up, do you kind of share it with the other main streets out there? Like, do you find that this is kind of innovative? I feel like, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of other uh, main streets doing this, but I think this, that's a really great creative project. Um, it, have you shared it with everyone? We have, and actually um, Virginia Main Street won the pitch contest for that particular project, which oh. I am excited. We um, we have submitted for that grant three years in a row, never won. And then we were selected of one of five this year. And it's the first time they've done a technology award. It's always been project. It's been a garden, it's been a mural. So. April did the presentation and she was right on and it was just so enthusiastic and it was to the point and we won. So I'm excited. So the other Main Street, uh, Virginia Main are probably tired of me talking about it because I was really excited that we did that. And I shared our Small Business Saturday video that I probably put together because um, I think we got over 40 some businesses participating to kind of show why our downtown is important to shop small. So we brag a lot on, on, on us because I think we are sometimes used as a model for other Main Street communities, I think. We are very strong as a community that collaborates and a lot of uh, Main Streets don't collaborate or they also don't partner with their city government. And we do partner well with, you know, Department of Public Works, Department of Planning, and especially Department of Economic Development Tourism. We're small, we're a staff of one. So 
we need to work with the other departments and a lot of other main streets don't have that relationship. So um, the, I think the city good. has benefited a lot too, because they were able to get um, that research money for the courthouse. And that was through main street, correct too? It was, that was another feasibility grant that we won. I think again, it was like 25 or 35,000. And then the city um, put a portion, of, I think about 10 or 15,000 to do a it's just under $50,000 feasibility study. Again, we had more, we would not have been able to even apply for something like that if we hadn't been, but that's what Main Street is all about. It's, you know, looking at the feasibility studies, it's what projects bring in economic development into the community. So I, we have once probably, I haven't done the numbers, but I should go back and look, but I think we've won close to at least 100,000, if not more, just in the last four four years on That's a quick amazing. thought process as a Main Street community. So if there's a grant out there that I can write for to help us do more, I'm, I'm all over it. So I think that's, you know, it's a staff of one, but we're staff of one, but we have a strong group of volunteers and a lot of people who love downtown. So there's many people that make this happen. It's not by any means, just me, so. And it's also, not, I mean, I think too, and we were talking about this, it's like, it's not just the business owners, it's not the just landlords, but there's a lot of love for downtown and the community supports it. And I see that as a business owner, but you also see that in people coming out to just plant planters or, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of goodwill and there's just a lot of people are right connected with, with the downtown. They are. And, and I think that's one of the things that's really special for Fredericksburg is that we, it's all across the board, our support downtown. Uh, you know, it's not just business owners, it's property, it's residents, uh, whether they live downtown or not, um, that, that want to see downtown succeed and want to be a part of it. And that's what's so cool is that there's such a genuine love. I mean, that love FXBG is, you know, true to heart here in downtown. And again, I have to attribute that back to you because I think you're one of um, the main creators of that um, hashtag and putting that program together five years ago, four years ago. It was ago. a long time. So that's been growing, I think, which is really nice. That was when I was uh, volunteering or sitting on, on one of the uh, a chair of the marketing committee and stuff. Right? Yeah, so. we had, we dragged you in really quickly. <laughs> But yeah, and that has been very successful. Um, I think everybody uses that now all across Fredericksburg. Um, but I think that shows you how much love there is for the downtown. And I think, you know, downtown, you know, if we are strong and healthy downtown, then the city is viewed as being strong and healthy. You know, it's kind of right. like we're the heart, I think, of what's happening in the community itself. So do you feel like because, uh, you know, Fredericksburg is from 2013, right? It's just hitting its stride now because the first couple of years, you're just kind of starting out, but now have you reached this really great momentum um, where, you know, all the efforts of previous years just compound each other? You know, I think- Yeah, I do, I do think that's happening. And I also think it's working hand in hand with the city's tourism department too. I mean, we've got some great publicity is coming out. There's a good article in the Washington Post coming out. We've had some great articles in Virginia Living. I mean, it just seems to all be building up. Uh, so, and I do think it keeps kind of compounding. You know, great businesses have come downtown. You know, it's just, 
it's all just coming together. Uh, it's always a good thing to see that, but I'm really proud of us doing that. And some of it's a conscious decision on, we want downtown to be vibrant. What do we need to do? You know, what are those steps? What are the other partners we can bring in to help us do those? So everyone um, notices that's the common goal, right? And they all yes. know that it will all help each other. Um, yes. if, if that, if everyone has that in mind as the common goal. And I think that's very true. I think um, when we start talking to partners for different projects or saying, the, you know, you have that conversation about what is our vision, you know, getting everybody on the same page for the vision, though sometimes that can take longer, it actually um, amounts to a better project at the end, if everybody's got the same, same goal of what you want it to look like, what the end goal is. So I think it's one of the things that we are known for as a mainstream organization is you know, how do we do it well? And how do we, what's the, what is it going to look like? And then getting everybody on the same page. I think we're pretty good at doing that as an organization. I think it also took time, right? It took some time to prove to people like this is where, where we're headed and this yeah. is what's to come and this is what we can do for mm -hmm. the city, for different, uh, um, I think, stakeholders, right? Yeah, it's um, all about building relationships. It has taken time for us to get to where we are. I mean, you don't just develop a relationship with the Department of Public Works in one day. I mean, it's a series of conversations, a series of working together, um, you know, that makes that happen. So it all boils down to relationships. That's true as a Main Street organization, it's true as a business owner, you see correct. that all the time. Yeah. And it goes back to, you know, customer service still, and you know, delivering what you say you're going to do. So it's all those, it did take time because if, I don't know if anybody realizes this that's watching, but I think it was 30 years ago, there was a main street. Um, and this is prior for me having my shop down, but it failed after five years, it closed up. Um, and part of it was for a variety of reasons. I think um, the economy at that time was really good. So there wasn't really a strong need for a main street. And then they had gone through, I think, four executive directors, like in five years for a wide variety of reasons. So it just never, you know, took grabbed. Hold. Took right. hold. When we first started, I remember having conversations with some of our older business owners going, it didn't work 30 years ago. Well, it worked now. And I'm like, well, let's give us time. So, you know, again, it's taking those small steps and them building trust. You know, I had one business owner tell me, I don't, you know, there's no reason for Main Street. You know, we don't need it, you know. And now they're probably one of our biggest supporters because I'm like, you know, can I just drop off information? And, you know, they kind of watched what we did and we did what we said we were going to do it again. It's building that trust, I think, is what that is. So much has changed, even what we just talked about, like defining businesses and defining communities. Um, and, you know, also trends change because back oh, yeah. then... You know, the, the, the downtown would have been different, right? Because it would have had bigger box stores or, you know, um, but, and then everybody went to the malls and downtowns really suffered. But now there's that resurgence. People really want the, the downtowns, but it, it's different than what it was before that, you know? Um, it is. The, the makeup is different of what you're seeing downtown. I mean, when I had my shop, even, you know, 20 years ago, you know, there, we still had Woolworths downtown. I mean, right. it was on the corner. So, and even some of the bigger stores were still here. So it's whether or not you as a business owner can pivot to what's happening, you know, trend wise and, you know, what your business model is doing. But I think as a main street community, it's us paying attention to what is 
happening around us and even on a national level, which is why I love being part of a bigger group because we're not just one person kind of, you know, nailed in on one thing. We can look up and see how others are doing because we're not the only one going through a situation. Somebody else somewhere has probably gone through it or, or has other ideas because that's what I love about Fredericksburg. I mean, as I said, the stroll came from a business owner going, hey, why don't we try this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what a simple idea. Let's put this in place. So it's talking to others, you know, that's where it all gets people just gel. I mean, and they realize that as a, an organization, we listen to what people are telling us too. I mean, I think, I think that. one thing that was really interesting is not only when, you know, COVID hit and businesses had to restructure themselves, but it was interesting to see that businesses also had ideas for the community. You know, there was something that they were like, well, we can do this, right? And this podcast is one of those that came from me to say, okay, I did this for my business, but I also want to do this. And, but, and, you know, having Dan do the activating storefronts or different people. So I think a lot of things bubbled up because there was that, how can I help? you know, not just within my four walls, but it was yeah. like, how can I help the community? How can I help downtown? Um, and then I think you guys were the center and the glue, you know, you brought the, the people together and then it, it happened, you know? Well, and one of the very first projects it came from, you know, Scarlet Ponds of the Pawn Shop. It was the city spirit. You know, everybody did their window in something for, uh, you know, a spirit, you know, for the love of Fredericksburg. And that took off like wildfire. And then other communities started doing it. I like to think we were one of the first, I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, it's just, you know, that was, you know, they reached out, what can we do for the community to feel good as they're walking around? I mean, and that was huge. And that's what I think is fascinating is we're always looking, our downtown is looking to what can we do for others? What can we do for the community as a whole? You know, you want downtown to succeed. It's not so much ego driven as much as it's outward driven, which is really cool as a community that we do that. I think that is what's different about Fredericksburg and other, you know, possible main streets is the amount of collaboration. But I think it's it's taken over time to just say this is the common goal. And then everybody kind of realizes that and is working towards it. And you could see the examples of that. Um, yeah. And I do think that because I have talked to people because you know, even if you've been a long time resident of downtown, I mean, you may go to dog crazy because you have a dog, but, and you may go to city vino because you, you know, have wine and you may, you know, like the river, but you may not even know that like river rock even exists because you're in your own little world. I mean, I can't tell you, you know, when I had my shop and I hear this downtown now, people go, well, somebody just walked in and said, they've never even seen us. And we've been here for five years. I mean, people get in there get in their own little, you know, comfort level, patterns, yeah. their own patterns. And I think that's why I, we encourage other businesses to partner together that may be a little different because you probably all have this, a good part of the same um, customer right. base. Yeah. Yeah. And they, but you don't know that this business is even here. So I think it's really cool. It may be odd to partner, you know, um, say dog crazy with river rock. I don't know, as an example, but in reality, there's probably a lot of commonalities between those as an organization or, you know, fashion I, shop with a chocolate I shop. I mean, there's definitely the, the great downtown supporters and residents, right? Um, and it's always fun for me as a business owner to see that they, 
you know, come from, you know, they've come for a spa service, but then they also go and get a coffee and then they go, and then it's like, we just talk and it's like, they just walk around or they come in and then they see their neighbors. It's, it's a great feel, but it's for them, it's, it's an experience. Like you're yes. not going to get that if you go to the mall, you know, a little That's bit, true. but it's right different than having this kind of community, which is you, you can't, uh, fabricate it, you know? Uh, no, it's very authentic here in Fredericksburg. Um, when we were doing the little video to celebrate that we made the goal for the 13,000 to do the finishing of the grant for the bike racks, um, a lady stopped and she just asked what was going on. She was an executive director of a main street in Texas oh. and was so enthralled with what she saw with she and her husband walking around town visiting um that she was just she loved what she saw and she was just, we were telling her about the grant and stuff like that so that tells me that even as an outsider they see the love in the community you know in general it's very welcoming as a as a downtown you and know, I think all businesses will is, it will gladly help and refer others down. And we're all like the ambassadors, right? It's well, like, I was just oh, going to say you that. You know, yeah, you I think our downtown, eat, yeah. They send each they other. They are ambassadors for downtown. And, you know, we're, they keep talking to one another and supporting another. That's what makes it so successful. So, um, so, they, can, <laughs> so they can keep that up, you know, that, that um, it's a, if the business owner loves downtown and generally uh, just comes out naturally when they're talking to customers and clients downtown. I mean, and that's where that, to me, they are our ambassadors of downtown. You know, it's, it's the visitor center is definitely one, but our downtown business owners are really kind of the, the ones that they see and talk to all the time, you know, and the new customers find, they're always asking you, where can I get find a restaurant? And, you know, what, where can I find this gift? Or so I think, um, a lot can be said for downtown businesses for supporting each other. So it's, I think it's kind of nice at this time to kind of celebrate the wins a little bit, you know? I do think you have to celebrate the wins. And, you know, I think some of the things that the business owners are doing are going to stay around on some of these creative partnerships. I think, you know, curbside uh, pickup will probably stay around. Hopefully the online sales uh, will still stay on and strong. Because um, I think once a customer is familiar with your brand and knows they're comfortable to go online and purchase, you know, they don't necessarily, they don't have the time to scoot downtown or is after hours. Um, so I'm thinking all of that should keep building on as we go forward into 2021. I don't see that changing. And with, if weather is a deterrent for people, well, online shopping, you know, get your glass of wine or cup of coffee and order away. <laughs> And the same with restaurants, like outdoor eating. I think the outdoor dining experience has, as you know, some people have elevated that uh, and experience, you know, but also being able to just take out and eat at home now, um, but still support downtown. I think that's great for restaurants as well, too. Well, and it's been exciting to see, as you said, you know, what, you know, Foodie has done, Renato's has done, you know, Fahrenheit 132. I mean, to see what some of them are doing for this outside look of dining I don't know if all of that would have gone to that degree if we haven't gone through COVID. So right. yeah. it's great to see those steps and they're, it's, it's beautiful and people are, are dining outside. So I think a lot of that will stay as we go through, you know, the middle into the latter part of 2021, which is all great things to see.
I, I also must hand it to you know the people that come and visit that they are have been so compliant with mass. I think they've been mm -hmm. really understanding and supportive for small business um, because it, that is keeping everyone safe and it is a state mandate, you know. But I felt like a lot of people have adapted and and is doing that and and it's keeping downtown safe and the small businesses, our employees, um, and just being really nice and considerate about that. So I think that's a really good thing to say and thank you, you know, to everyone about that. I think we've been one of the um, early kind of taking that on of wearing masks. I mean, uh, some towns are still, I think, battling with that a little bit. And I think, um, you know, unfortunately our businesses are mandated. It's not really an option for them. So I think we've been very blessed that our business owners um, and our consumers have are, are abiding by the rules. I'm not hearing a lot of negativity. And I think that people, you know, that's that additional caring for downtown. I right. mean, of course we have sandwich boards all over the place that says, wear your mask six feet away. But I do think people realize it's bigger than just them. But people have complied and, and that's yes. really quite nice um, as a small mm -hmm. business owner, just trying to stay open um, to, to have that, you know, not, not have to be bothered by that, that people have automatically done that. And, and we feel safe, they feel safe. So I think that mm -hmm. that allows us to stay open, uh, which is- great. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And I think having those things, letting the customer know what you do to, for safety for COVID makes them even feel more comfortable. So I think we've been very good as a community and the business owners have been very good about, you know, telling their story of what they do, you know, to make you feel safe. Why don't you talk about how people who love downtown can support Main Street? Well, they can go to fredericksburgdowntown.org and to the invest tab and they can make a donation to us and it'd be 100% tax deductible. Cool. Okay. And then talk about downtown affair. Do you think it's coming back next year or you're not even thinking about it? <laughs> Well, my goal is to bring it back on the streets next year. Um, we did it um, kind of virtual this year. It was uh, a downtown affair to go. So it was in a big bag. And you had five courses and you got a big white pumpkin with flowers and uh, bottles of wine. And it was pretty successful. Um, we did less tickets, but we made uh, um, 27,000 from downtown affair, which I'm very appreciative of um, for our organization. So I'm hoping in October a lot We'll determine on, I guess, with the vaccine and where we are with the government with mandates that we will be back out on the streets. And I love for us to be out on the bridge because the bridge will be opening hopefully around October awesome. next year. So ask, maybe we had a location. So I would love to be on the bridge, but it's too early for me to get a commitment from DDOT or the city. But um, if not, we'll find another location downtown. But um, I'm hoping we are downtown because. Even though you know the downtown affair to go was successful, it's not the same thing as one long table down the middle of the street and everybody talking and uh, just supporting and just I don't know. It's just a just celebration. There. It's a big yeah. celebration. So I'm hoping. I think we'll need a big celebration in October after the year we've had in 2020. So our fingers crossed. It could be like the new Roaring Twenties, like people now. Oh yes celebrate you know so that's, that's I think so so our fingers are crossed that we'll be out on the streets next year very much so I we will definitely do a plan a and a plan b just in case but our goal is to be out on the streets so well that's awesome something to look forward to thank you and I appreciate this thank you. time 
Uh, Thank you, Brian. Great tidbits too to look forward to. So I appreciate that. And You're thanks welcome. for supporting the podcast and hosting it. Oh, well, we love it. I think it's great to hear the stories behind our business owners because sometimes you don't realize, you know, what their background is and why they did this. So um, we are great to have you as a sponsor to make this happen. And we appreciate it. I think you found a new calling in life if you get bored with being a business owner. But I can uh, add one more thing to my list. <laughs> yes, you have a lot going on. And as do most entrepreneurs do. Yes, so. I'll get back to my kids, but afterwards... Uh, <laughs> I'll get back on the board too, because it's uh, something that, you know, Main Street is near and dear to my heart too. Well, we, you were one of the first, you were very active at the very beginning of Main Street and got us to the first couple of years. So we greatly appreciated your support of that. So I only took yeah. off because I had big kids, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be back. They'll grow up one day. So yeah. They do. We can't stop that. They're always growing and life changes. So you never know, but we are glad that you were, you were able to be a part and are still a part of us just in a different format. So that's great. So All bye. Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, and this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. We hope you enjoyed knowing a bit more about your local small business. Please support your local business for Small Business Saturday and this upcoming holiday season. If you like what you heard, support us. Share, comment, and give us a like. We'll catch you next time as we go Behind the Register.